What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Ohio Sports Talk. I am your host, Doug. That is my co-host, Jordan Maxson. How are you doing tonight, Jordan? Doing well, doing well. Uh, a lot of big things going on in Ohio right now, especially in uh, college basketball world. So we're, yeah. we're going to touch on that quite a bit. Uh, anything else going on with you this week? Anything fun? Anything with the kids? And, you know, like to touch on uh, whatever else you got going on this week? Uh, not too much. Uh, Jordan Jr., she's got, a, she's got a basketball tournament this weekend uh, to finish off her season. Uh, her, her shoulder's healing up really well. We'll we'll see how it all plays out. So I'm excited to get in there and uh, coach it and see uh, see where it takes us. That's great. That's great. Good to hear that she's getting back healthy. Uh, Jordan, I've been not so busy myself. Uh, my daughter was sick today, so no work for me. So I've been kind of hanging around trying to get some stuff done around this, the house, you know, clean up the garage. But We've got a loaded episode, Jordan. We've got a ton yeah. of stuff to talk about. Right off the bat, Jordan, you mentioned it, college basketball playing a major part in uh, in our lives right now. Ohio State hits the game winner against Michigan State last uh, last night. Uh, that's their second big win in the in in the week. What were your thoughts on um, Michigan's? or Ohio State's big win against uh, Michigan State last night. Uh, Dale uh, Dale Bonner with the uh, the game winner. Thoughts? Uh, we got to tip our caps to the coaching staff, uh, keeping it, you know, especially being an interim coach. I know he's been there, so he's been a voice in a locker room, so it's not bringing an outside entity in necessarily. But keeping the morale up, uh, winning the two of the last three games. Uh, I know they yeah. got beat up on by Minnesota a little bit, they got out rebounded and it kind of caught up to them on the glass. But you know, coming coming through with a big performance against Michigan State, which uh, speaks volumes because Michigan State's consistent in the Big Ten year in and year out. So uh, he's just kind of building his resume for a, a big reason to stay there. The players are responding to him. The voice is being heard in the locker room, and you know, I I think that's something the athletic director kind of needs to listen to and be in tune to. Now, if he goes in, I, I'm kind of excited to see the Big Ten play. Maybe they can steal uh, two games and, uh, you know, kind of make some noise going to the NIT and see see where that goes, especially with this coaching contract being up and seeing if they hire in-house or if they go outside. So I, I'm excited. Oh, kind of gives a lot of big storylines. I, I know it's all postseason and uh, kind of end-of-the-year storylines for them. You know, they're not going to the dance necessarily, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of big things going on in OSU basketball on the men's side. Right. Um, so let me I've seen some rumblings since we're talking about Ohio State men's basketball. Rumblings are they are trying to hire the FAU Florida Atlantic head coach come the offseason. Is there anything that Diebler can do to change your mind? I, I personally, I'm, I'm all in on Diebler. Uh, I, I think that, you know, just kind of what I touched on, if if he finishes the season out strong and you know, make, makes one or two big wins in the Big Ten tournament and absolutely knocks out of the ballpark in the NIT, which, you know, you and me being Dayton fans, uh, Brian Gregory made a uh, made an absolute living uh, going into the NIT and actually winning it two years. That's so uh, I, I think that can go for longevity. Uh, I don't think they need an outside voice, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just a fan. I'm just an analyst. I'm not there, but uh, <laughs> I definitely think Diebler – at least 
if they're not going to retain him, at least building his resume, maybe going somewhere else. But, uh, okay. you know, he's definitely going to get his due one way or the other. Uh, yeah, I, I like that you said that because, um, you know, he's working for an opportunity and winning these type of games, making the guys believe, having the energy that they've had in these games. Now, Minnesota didn't go their way. Minnesota was knocking down shots, but they fight and they fight and they fight and they stay in these games. And I love the way he's getting these guys playing. I love that he's holding guys accountable. Um, Roddy Gale was uh, quoted as, you know, he wasn't getting back hard on one of the plays. And Diebler pulled him out and talked to him right away. That's the kind of stuff you have to have when you're trying to get a foothold into a, into a, a coaching situation. Uh, just to cut, touch one more on the, on the Buckeyes. Four guys in double figures uh, last night. Um, Thornton, Gale didn't have their best shooting games, but they were picked up by freshman Devin Royal. Uh, who had 14. We haven't seen a lot of him, so that's a, that's a big performance out of out of a guy we haven't seen a lot of. I that's hope another thing. I hope he stays. I really do. I hope he doesn't hit the transfer portal. And then uh yeah, no. He 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 but you give this guy these minutes and that keeps you keeps you around. Shout out to that's my sports big weekend for OSU hockey with Penn State. Yes, massive weekend. Uh in general, just a huge weekend in sports. Thank you for dropping in uh and talking with us. Jordan, let's shift gears, though, to the women's uh, basketball team. They uh, beat down uh, Maryland last night to earn a share of the Big Ten title and a potential number one seed in the uh, women's Big Ten tournament. Thoughts on the Lady Buckeyes, because they've, they're number two in the country. They're having a hell of a season. They've got some really talented players um, in Columbus. What are your thoughts on the Lady Buckeyes? I, I hope they finish the story. I hope the Big Ten potentially, uh, especially as a in a women's conference, releases maybe one or two top seeds in the uh, in the big dance in March. But uh, they they have all the momentum in the world right now. Uh, they they're on a winning streak. They're dominant in conference play. Uh, just not enough really can be said about them. Uh, you know, I, I really didn't take much much from going into the season. But they just they they you know they rank win after win after win, and especially in early season play, uh, winning outside the Big Ten was uh, made a lot of noise going into the conference play. So I'm I, I'm excited moving forward. I think they have two or three extremely talented young ladies that we'll probably see in the WNBA sooner than later. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. They've got um, you know J.C. Sheldon who's leading them in points per game, assists doing a little bit of everything as the, uh, the senior point guard. And then we've got, uh, Cotty McMahon, uh, the forward 14, a game. She's do it all herself type player, six and a half rebounds, a really talented group. I don't know. I think I, to me, there's only one, one team that I wouldn't want to play if I was them. And it's South Carolina. I think they could hang with any other, any other group, uh, in, uh, in the tournament. So that's going to be interesting to see. We just wanted to touch on the lady Buckeyes, obviously being uh, Ohio state fans ourselves. We're going to obviously watch their journey as they uh, go into the tournament and the big 10 tournament. Also uh, Jordan, next thing, the Dayton flyers go flyers, obviously um, Dayton. They've got four games left in the regular season. Jordan, we've got Davidson tomorrow night at home. We've got Loyola, uh, Chicago, uh, this coming weekend. Uh, thoughts on these two games this week for uh, for the Flyers? 
You know, I, I, I touched, I called last week's game, get right games. And, uh, they, they, it kind of went the other way. Yeah, uh, it, it know, they're just, they're, I don't know if it's a coaching issue. I, I, I hate to, I hate pointing the, the finger at Grant, but, uh, there's a grit issue somewhere going on in Dayton. Uh, there, we have Dayton Flyers as a team. They have too much size to be losing the war on the rebounds, and they're giving up way too many second chance points. And it's it, it's killing them in the first half. They're keeping these teams around, or even sometimes going down in the first half and having to play these magnificent second halves. You know, scoring 30, 35, 40 points in the second half after a lackluster 15, 20, 25 point first half. But they're, it, it all starts and ends on the rebounding. The rebounding has been atrocious. And uh, I, I, it's going to come back and bite them. I'm, I'm glad they stayed with their, you know, 21 rank. We, we went down five spots. Yep. Always bad to see. But they kind of earned it. And that that's just – that's that's being a cold, hard truth as Dayton fan right now. Uh, you know, I'm not living in a fantasy world. It's it's they're, they're losing – they're losing wars they shouldn't. And it starts and ends on the glass. And I just, other than Deron Holmes and, you know, some of the free throw shooting, he's had some issues in the last three games as well when it comes to the line. Because you want to give it to your big man late in the game, you know, and of course he's getting doubled and fouled and he's not yeah. finishing on the line. And that's something I hope they, they have a couple games to fix. And, you know, I still had the VCU game circled. Right. Which they finished the season on. You know, if they finish the season on a whimper, I – I don't see him going very far in the Atlantic 10 conference tournament. Granted, they're they're going to make the field of 64, but it's just, man, I, I, I'm worried. Is it time to hit the panic button, Doug? Uh, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button because I do believe they're in the tournament, and I think they probably beat Davidson tomorrow night, and that pretty much seals them in. But these next three games after Davidson, I mean, Loyola Chicago is chomping at the bit to get Dayton at home at, on ESPN. Yes. And then we got St. Louis. St. Louis should be a win. There's not really a fear there. And then, like you said, closing out with VCU on ESPN again. Two of the next four are tough, tough basketball games. Teams that really like to beat, that want to beat Dayton. And for VCU, they they are accustomed to beating Dayton at this point. Um, you brought up the rebounding. Uh, Dayton's 344th in the country in rebounding. That's insanely bad. Uh or the, top pace, the pace teams. is terrible too, so it's it makes it even worse. Then you you don't have good pace to make up for your poor rebounding. I think that's we've seen that really kind of grind to a halt here in the last couple of weeks. Um, but we have Deron Holmes still, and Deron Holmes is the best player in the Atlantic Ten. He's an All American caliber player. He, we're gonna have to ride him no matter what. That's what it. This is that's what this team has been shaped into. A team that is going to rely on their big man. And if we can knock down threes around him, we can win. We can win some games. But what Barrera has to step up. Uh, his, well, they got to do. They got to do more. They got to do more to get Barrera the ball. El, Kobe Elvis has to try to get back yeah. to his form where he was playing in January or early January. That guy was lights out in early January. We need that guy back if we're going to make any kind of run in March. But it starts tomorrow at Dave, or against Davidson at home. We need to beat them by ten to fifteen. Set the tone going forward. Then we've got to worry about Loyola Chicago on Friday. That's going to be a battle. I'm excited for that game. That's a going to be a hell of a matchup for Dayton. And then we'll worry about next week. Next week, but let's take care of business this week. Yeah. Two big games, Jordan. We've got four left: uh, Davidson, Loyola, St. Louis, VCU. What is your prediction for the final four games? 
what what's our overall record at the end of the final four games? I, I unfortunately, I, I see a three and one. Uh, and unless something magical happens and this team chemistry gets on the same page, moving into these next three games, uh, I, I, I see a loss against VCU. I, 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 I really oh, do. That, that sucks. That's I, I see a three and one finish. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I see three and one also, but I don't think it's VCU. I think we beat them at home. Uh, I think Loyola Chicago, they, they might be beat us. And I, that's what I'm, that's the game I'm the most worried about right now. Loyola Chicago on Friday night. I'm going to say three and one also three and one gets us in the tournament. It keeps us in the top four in seeding for the Atlantic tournament. And then we can look forward from there, but Hey, we got a lot, lot going on with flyer hoops right now. We are in a, we are, people are looking towards the panic button. I know I, I'm, I'm pretty rough on Twitter when the Flyers are playing basketball. So uh, let's try to regroup big game tomorrow, win that one and look to Friday. Um, Jordan, let's talk about our Cincinnati Reds. Uh, started hot on um, in the uh, spring training, two games again today, split those ones. But uh, what are you, what are you seeing from the Reds to start this, this early spring training ball where we don't, you know, we don't really need to overanalyze, but you know, they have started off well. And um, you know, what, what are you looking forward to seeing, man? Uh, the, obviously the, you know, the big story is the hot bats, uh, the, you know, the, the rotation and it's uh, it's going to be up to David Bell and company to figure that out. Come, you know, come season start, how he's going to manage that. Uh, but, but what's making me happy is uh, a good rotation. In the pitching right now, the pitching has started solid, so uh, we're throwing a lot more strikes. Uh, we're we're giving a lot of good looks and getting a lot of support from the infield. Uh, we've seen some really good solid play, and kind of figuring out, you know, Jonathan India is he going to play outfield, infield? Uh, you know, we we got a lot a lot to be solved during spring training right now. Uh, I think we're only like thirty two days away from opening day here in Cincinnati, so I. You know, I'm excited. The, the the bats always kind of make me excited. Uh, years past, we had a lot of low-scoring games and even a lot of losses going to spring training. I, I don't put a lot of validation in the spring games, but uh, right now it's something to behold. Uh, the Reds are one of the youngest rosters in the league, especially, you know, you look at their double-A and their triple-A yeah. and the guys, they, they rotate. You know, that's exciting. Having the third overall pick going forward right now is also exciting, so. Uh, a lot to be said in the spring training when it comes to pitching. Uh, my eyes on the pitching and a rotation and how they're going to handle it. Uh, you know, we know the big names in Abcott. We know Hunter Green. But uh, yeah. all the guys that kind of follow behind them, that's uh, that's what I got my eye on the most. What about you? Uh, I think that's, that's probably what most fans are looking at is that pitching rotation. Um, you know, Hunter Green, can he be the ace going forward? Can Lodolo – week i i know I, I saw you talking about that that's exciting because he needs he needs some more outs that fastball you know 98 down the middle is not getting it done no. <laughs> as the game goes on um like you said pitching though lodolo williamson ashcraft can, you know can we see these guys getting to uh get into their spots and start to put, uh, put together good outings um Obviously, the hitting's exciting. Ellie Deli Cruz, oh, yeah. he's hitting the he's hitting the, the cover off the ball to start. Um, the Reds have hit some real bombs. Uh, Fairchild hit a bomb today, and then Hines hit a hit a bomb also. It's always exciting to see the bats get out early in spring training. But I think that's what we're going to be able to rely on is the hitting. We need 
pitching to make a run in the playoffs. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, who do you think? Do you think Hunter Green's the ace or do you think it's Lodolo going forward? I think I, I think with the short sample size that we're seeing from Hunter Green and him actually, you know, working on his seam ball, working on a curveball and adding out to the fastball that we already that we already know and love. But like you said, you know, late in the game, it's not uh, it, it, it can get ugly, especially when the arm gets more tired. I, I think Hunter Green takes a step forward this year and uh, earns his contract numbers. We saw him kind of get bumped up last year, injury a little bit out of the rotation. You know, it was hard for him to kind of click and get back into consistency. I think he takes that step forward this year and shows the Reds why we signed him. Totally with you on Hunter Green. Uh, through what, an inning and a, inning and a third um, yesterday, yes. four strikeouts. That's all you can ask for from a guy like him. That's, you know, that's the best possible outcome. Get you in there, get an inning in, get some strikeouts and head back in and rest the arm. So, I'm excited for the Reds going forward. The talent level on the Reds is crazy right now. I mean, is. this is one of the more this is one of the more talented teams we're ever gonna see as fans. And you know, I'm in for the ride, Jordan. And uh, and, and a wide open NL Central. There's not a there, there's nobody that you look at roster wise. You're like, damn, they're going. You know, they're right. they're making an immediate impact or making a deep run right now. I think I think it could be who's who's to anybody's game right now in NL Central. You know, just to touch on that, the the Brewers offseason surprised me with their trading. They traded away, you know, uh, some pitching and stuff after they just won the Central. I was surprised that they made those moves. And then the Cubs obviously bring back Bellinger. Good that. move for them. But I think, hey, the Reds are right in the mix. Um, you know, as long as we beat the the Pirates, who I still think is the they're the probably the seller of the Central. But we got to. You know, Cardinals are probably going to be improved this season. Cubs are going to be back in the mix. Brewers, I think we're right there with those teams. I'm excited going forward, but spring training has been fun start. It's been fun keeping up, looking at the uh, the home runs, the long shots, and checking in on the pitching, obviously. Uh, Jordan, uh, move on. moving on to the Cavs. Um, not the best start coming out of the All-Star no. break, Jordan. We're, we're one and two in our first three. Um, we're going to touch on the Mavs game tomorrow night. What are your thoughts so far out of the All-Star break? You know, obviously, uh, you know, not having Donovan Mitchell, you're your absolute leader in the locker room, both yeah. uh, defensively, offensively, and assist-wise. Uh, for those two games, it hurt. But uh, not, be, not seeing the bench step up and kind of adapt and play against a role against teams that they, they should have beat. You know, you look at Orlando. Orlando's competitive. They have an over 500 record. Uh, they're probably going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, it it it's a team they should have took care of business. Uh, I know Darius Garland's still putting on weight, still you know coming out of the jaw injury, being wired shut, 20 pounds lighter. You know he's kind of figuring out where he belongs, going to the rim, shooting outside. But uh, you know seeing Karis Levert against uh, you know Orlando, shooting just abysmal numbers. Uh, that you know that was his time to shine. Uh, I think he, I think he played 32 minutes total. Uh, that's basically starting numbers right there. And he just missing it from the free throw. Uh, the team as a whole couldn't buy a three. I think they shot an abysmal 18 to 20% from the, the three point line. Uh, they took way too many shots. Uh, you know, I know shooters got to shoot and you and I both know that mentality, but you know, there, there comes a time where you just gotta, you gotta go for the higher percentage shot and seeing the big men not step up. Uh, Evan Mobley kind of had a slow start out of the gate uh, during that three-game stretch. 
especially with, you know, you know, Mitchell being out. I really thought that he would kind of take control and have a statement game. So it was just kind of sad to see the role players not step up and make that leap that they need to make. And that, that ultimately, that's what keeps you from being a championship prize team to being a team that kind of makes noise. And uh, it was kind of disappointing. I know we're only looking at three game stretch right now, but it was disappointing to see a key injury and the bench that I've been bragging about all year long not step up and make the kind of make the quantum leap that they need to make to compete with a team like the Celtics going into a seven game stretch, which I think they will, I think they'll meet them. I think it's going to come down to the Cavs and Celtics for the East and, you know, a performance like that, uh, it wasn't encouraging. Nope. I'm with you. The, uh, the bench really caused some issues against the, the magic um, three guys on the bench were, I know plus minuses and everything, but three guys, uh, were worse than plus or minus 10 during that game against the Magic. Tough to win when your bench has nothing. And then the 76ers game, Lavert struggled again from with a shot. He was in those two losses, he shot three of 22 or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, and then Mobley really struggled to get going against the 76ers. Wasn't great to see for you know, for a guy that we put a lot of faith in. But Mitchell comes back, um, last night. We get the win against the Wizards. Slow start, though. I mean, first three quarters there, it's kind of, put, yeah. you know, kind of nip-tuck there at the first three quarters. Cavs pull away. They get the win. That sets us up for the matchup on Tuesday, Jordan, against the Mavericks. Now, the Mavericks, you know, when you bring in offensive pl- players like Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, that's going to be a dogfight no matter what. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tuesday night's matchup against the Dallas Mavericks? Uh, Tuesday night's going to be all about what can our big men do to slow down, you know, Luca. Uh, I think that, you know, it's going to, a lot of it's going to be on Evan Mobley because they kind of look at him as a defensive specialist, but if Jared Allen can continue to put up the numbers that he's been, you know, he's been playing double, double ball almost on a, about every other nightly basis. So I, you know, I'm definitely excited for that, but I think it's going to be come down to, can our two big men out rebound? and slow down Luca. Kyrie's going to get his regardless. You know, he's going to shoot the ball 20, 25, 30 times. You know, the offense is going to run through him primarily. That's kind of how they've been setting it up since post-trade. So really it's just, it's going to come down to what our big men can do. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think is going to shine and distribute. And, uh, you know, Merrill's going to come out and hit the threes that we need him to hit, but it's going to come down to rebounding and, you know, our big men getting it done down low kind of slowing down the game because the Mavericks like to play at a high pace. Uh, the Cavaliers are primarily with JB Bickerstaff since he's been there, you know, we're, we're a defensive minded team or a slow it down kind of team. We love the fast breaks, but ultimately it comes down to kind of grinding against a shot and shortening the game. And if the Cavaliers can play that kind of ball, which JB loves, I think they're going to come out with the win. Yep. I like that. Um, I, the big men are going to be important. Uh, if the Cavs big men sh- big men show up, it's hard to beat us. It's really hard to beat us when our when our big men are working together. And that was what helped win the game last night against the Wizards. Both guys are scored over twenty. Both guys are about at a double double. We need to we need to replicate that against a good Dallas Mavericks offense. We need to protect the paint as best we can. Um, try to force anybody but Luca and Kyrie to shoot. That's how it's got to be. Those guys are too talented. They're going to get their points no matter what. But in those oh, yeah. key possessions, we've got to try to trap, get the ball out of their hands, and recover. 
Um, Okoro, Okoro, sorry, is going to be on Luka probably. And then I would say Mitchell will probably be on Kyrie. And then we got, you know, Garland's got to do his his part on the on the uh, the next shooter. And that's how and just rotations are going to be massive against the Mavericks. Um, you said we said you think we're pulling out a win. I, I think we're pulling out a win. And I, I, I'm glad you name dropped him because uh, Isaac Okoro is absolutely blowing my mind this year. Has uh, he not been f- he, not fantastic recently? He has been. He has been fantastic, and he's he's one of the you know during during me kind of being down on him. Uh, he had a 20, 20 plus point game with uh, Mitchell being out. So yeah. I will say that out of the people who didn't step up, Isaac Okoro stepped up absolutely to the plate, and his three ball has uh, developed really well. But him finishing it and going to the rack is something that you and I have both kind of touched on the last two years in conversation. You know, we'd love to see him you know, get the green light and score. And, you know, that's been the difference in his offensive game this year. He's he's not afraid to take the ball, and especially when things are going slow and just take it to the rack and whatever happens, happens. And it's been dropping for him this season. So, yeah, Isaac Okoro is becoming kind of an offensive weapon where they use him in a rotation for defensive purposes, and I think that's switching right now. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. He's, you know, his main focus is defense. But I've also <laughs> liked – I've liked – you mentioned him driving to the basket – his passing in the lane has been really nice. Some wraparounds, some drop-offs to the bigs. His game is really developing well, and that's just another key. Can can If the Cavs can get a Coro to be a positive every night, that just helps in the playoffs when the playoff time comes because he's got that grit. He's that kind of guy who will get his Boy. face dirty, who'll get his nose in there and battle, and that's just a guy we have to have playing good basketball come playoff time. Uh, Jordan, anything else on the Cavaliers before we move on? No, uh, I think we touched on it all. You know, we we're looking at the roster, looking at the slow start, Donnie coming back from illness. Uh, we'll see a, a lot of a lot of stake is going to be. You know, can they finish against a you know a premier Western team that the Mavericks have as a roster? Is hasn't necessarily gone in the win column like like we thought it would, but you know they're a team that you can definitely put the measuring stick on going into the playoffs. So. Yep. Well said, Jordan. Uh, just want a quick shout out. Thank you, everybody who's tuned in. Uh, uh, we've had seven or eight people watching the whole time. Appreciate it. Shout out to you guys. Uh, Jordan, let's move on, though. Uh, T. Higgins signs his franchise tag, $21.8 million. Let me throw this at you before you say anything. Now that the franchise tag has been signed and it's been signed this early, there's rumors starting to swirl that the, the Bengals may be trying to trade him for a first or a second round pick and then drafting Brock Bowers at 18. What are your thoughts on that move? Because that move potentially sets them up to add another stellar player in that second round. I think that is a really smart depth move. What are your thoughts? I know you're a T. Higgins guy, but you got to think about the rest of the roster in this scenario. Go ahead. You know, I mean, it's no secret that Joe Burrow, uh, outside of, uh, you know, Hayden's great year that we had, when he was on the roster, uh, the tight end room has been extremely thin. Uh, it's been last year. It was by community Four t- four tight ends had, you know, games of, uh, five catches or more. So that's definitely something we want to, we want to give them a primary target in that area. Uh, right tackle is definitely something that we're going to need to fill either via draft or free agency. So I know that's a big thing that, you know, with, uh, Joanne Williams moving on rightfully so, uh, you know, he didn't play great ball, uh, especially early in the season when Joe had the hip issue. 
So I, I think it's definitely time for the team to move on. But uh, a second round pick, I, I don't think that's, I think T Higgins commands more. I'm not saying two first rounders by any stretch, but I wouldn't go any lower than a first round, whether that, because T Higgins was drafted at 32, but he's definitely, he's played by like a guy that, you know, he's played above that. He's posted multiple thousand yard seasons. Uh, last year's stat line, it doesn't bother me as much. He missed five games. He also ended the season with a guy not named Joe Burrow. We played three quarterbacks total as a unit. So uh, I, I'm not too worried about that. But uh, franchise tagging him, I loved it because it keeps, you know, it keeps the other teams, you know, out of the talking table. Uh, you know, I've been a big advocate to kind of go on how St. Brown signed. You know, I'd, I'd love to see a three-year, you know, $25 million deal on the table. T. Higgins is young enough to where he can test the open market and it would give the Bengals time to develop another, you know, number two wide receiver because that's that's not that's not something we really have on the roster. I think Boyd is gone. I know that's a, bo- a bold statement. I think Tyler Boyd moves on. Uh, we've drafted some guys that can kind of fill that role for the wide receiver number three. Uh, it would be nice to see us get, you know, the tight end and the right tackle. If we can get back, if you're telling me we can get Bowers and the right tackle from Georgia and or Clemson, which we've been kind of high on on a draft board, uh, you know, I'd love to see it. That, that that would be the equal trade-off for me. But uh, as for his production, it, it man, it's hard to replace a guy like T. Uh, I don't, like I said, you, you know, Yoshi's on the roster. He had five touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, Trenton Irwin, when when we do throw him the ball, he makes the catches. You know, the Tennessee game, he had double-digit catches. But, uh, you know, there's no consistency from both of them. Will they have consistency with a bigger role? That's not something I want to waste a year and find out. Uh, you know, the championship windows are tight right now. Uh, a lot of guys on defense got to get paid next year, including this year. So the, the Bengals have a lot of holes to fill, both in a defensive tackle three position and wide receiver and tight end right tackle. So to me, it's yeah, it's a it's a lose lose situation. You know, if we if we stick them with a one year, you know, is he going to play up to that, or is he just going to kind of take games off like kind of Jesse Bates did in the second second year under the tag, where we really didn't see high performance until we got to the playoffs. So I I don't know. I it's it, it's a big decision. I. I'd say, you know, it's definitely got to be a first round or a third, you know, first, a third or a first round to ship him. Or, uh, you know, the pipeline dream would be called Minnesota and, uh, you know, see, get the Bayou boys back Stop together, it. especially Stop with the Super it. Bowl. Stop. It'd be the script. It'd be the script. The Super Bowls in Louisiana this year. I, all right. Get I've heard Bayou, enough. Get, get the triplets back together. You've, all right. You've gone on for too long. <laughs> you, you took it into a place that I didn't want to hear. Uh, you know, Jordan, I, I, I got to end it on a positive, a positive there was note. There was some good stuff in there. You just you got off the rails at the end. <laughs> um, shout out to That's My Sports. Fat Boy Fade Away for joining in, guys. That's My Sports. I, I do think money talks, and uh, a guy like Higgins wants to get played like a number one. I do agree with that. Um, I do think this, this franchise tag sets the Bengals up to make a trade. I think if you can add Brock Bowers and another second round pick, I think you're very close to to uh, making that feel good. And the money, the money is the problem. You know, the money is the issue there. T. Higgins, phenomenal receiver, probably the top three second receivers in the in the in the league. Probably even higher than that. He could be the best. Um, I definitely think that you guys. 
need other positions though. I think offensive line is going to continue to be an issue. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't overlook drafting a, a lineman early in the second round. If you can get that second pick. I, I think they got to use a first round pick, you know, as much as we need a tight end, it means nothing. If we got protect, if we don't have protection, yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow cannot wind up like Andrew Luck at this point in his career. There's, there's got to be consistency in the right tackle and the left guard. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a huge gaping hole. You know, it, right. it, it slows the run game. It slows the screen game. And if you can't protect Burrow this late in his career, you know, he he was older coming out of the draft. Joe Burrow is still older than uh, Lamar Jackson and a lot of other younger quarterbacks in the league. So it, it, he spent a long time in college. You, we have to look yeah. at the window that he has. He's not. We're not going to get 10-plus years out of him if he's taking this many hits and sacks. Right. The offensive line's got to be addressed. Totally with you on that. Um, guys, there's going to be a ton more of Bengals talk as we go along. We're planning on bringing on bringing in a couple guys to talk Bengals draft as the season go or as the offseason moves forward closer to the draft. A lot of exciting stuff for the Bengals. Uh, I'm more excited to talk Browns, but you guys know how that goes. My, this guy won't, won't let won't let the Bengals die. Um, <laughs> hey, I Jordan, supported the Browns earlier. I, I know. You know, I, think, I'm just I think they can make some moves in the secondary. I really do. I hope so. Uh, Jordan, uh, last thing before we get out of here, this is something you and I, uh, talked about, um, we're getting headed towards summertime. You know how that goes. And I thought maybe as a show, uh, we start a weight loss challenge. Would you like to tell the audience what the, what the winner of this challenge, uh, is given? Uh, as, as our audience, if they don't already know, uh, Doug is a huge Browns fan. I'm a huge Bengals fan. Uh, we have been since growing up. We go back at it, back and forth. Uh, the the loser of the summer program going into the fall for this weight loss challenge will uh, either on the show, out and about, or uh, you know maybe we'll maybe we'll buy some game tickets and yeah. uh, jersey swap. But uh, I will wear Browns gear in any capacity that uh, Douglas sees fit if I lose this and vice versa. Uh, Doug will wear a Bengals jersey and or gear that we see fit. And uh, it's probably going to be at a game. That's probably probably one of the Bengals Browns game. We're going to set yeah. it up. But, uh, you know, we're we're we're, we're going to make we're going to make something out of this. We're going to get people involved. We're going to get maybe some tracking every two weeks. See where yeah. we are. Maybe some online battles between our Twitter, uh, being in the gym separate or even together. So, uh, right, a, a little extra incentives there. Yep, uh, Jordan, you said that well. Yeah, guys, we're we're just looking to get more healthy. Uh, Jordan's got some personal battles going on that I'm hoping to take advantage of. You know, some of you may not like that, but I've got to use the advantage when I can get it. Um, but yeah, you know, I think the game plan is um, we're gonna we're gonna run this out until football season starts. Again, and then the loser has to wear the other guy's other team's jersey to a to a game. So I think that's our plan. And then obviously we'll have some some you know updates throughout. I think every two weeks we'll probably have a weigh in. You know, keep everybody involved. If you want to, hey, if you want to join in and lose some weight, hit us up. Let us know. Hey, anybody who can get healthy and get better, that's a positive, and that's what we're looking to do here. Uh, Fat boy fade away with the Carson Palmer jersey. Carson Palmer hates hates Cincinnati more than I do, so that doesn't help them. Uh, but yeah, Jordan. So official way, and I weighed in this morning. You weighed in this morning. Yes. I came in at a whopping two seventy one. So I've got a long battle in front of me. 
What did you weigh in, Jordan? I weighed in at 206 this morning. So. 206. Okay. What is your what is your ideal weight, do you think? Ideal weight's between 180 to 190. But uh okay. I think uh I think I, I'll base a lot of mine on uh body fat percentage as well. Yeah. So that'll be probably easier for you. That'll definitely be easier for you. Me, I obviously have some extra. I'm looking to hopefully maybe get down to 230, 235. And then, you know, that that would be much more comfortable, be able to get active again, some things like that. So, guys, the there's also there's also a height. There's also a big height, height, uh, height difference between Doug. Yes. So hit his that weight will actually figure into, you know, D- Doug's a little bit over six foot. I'm, uh, you know, I'm fun sized here at five, eight. <laughs> My license says five, nine. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll take it where I can get it. But uh, there's definitely definitely some key factors in here other than numbers. So for sure. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, we're going to every two weeks, we're going to get an update just going to work on our health. We're going to get back out there get active again and uh, try to better ourselves, better this show, better the community. And um, Hey, if you, if you have any interest, hit us up on Ohio sports talk. We started our Twitter. And if you guys enjoy the show, please like, and subscribe to the variety yeah. sports network, the mothership without them, we wouldn't have this show. And we're going to keep, keep coming at you guys next week, Jordan. We're back on Monday. Yes, um, anything else before we get out of here tonight? No, uh, this was a great show. Uh, we went over a little bit. Uh, we yeah. appreciate, you know, the comments and people coming in, you know, leaving on our line here. Uh, I, I like this challenge. Uh, Doug and I have been competitive for a long time. Uh, maybe we'll fit some, maybe we'll fit some exponary uh, basketball games in here, along with the challenges. Uh, I like we can evolve this in a couple different ways. Uh, yes, we can. You know, I'm excited moving forward. Uh, excited for our viewers to be a part of it. Chime in, uh, you know. Uh, Ohio's got a lot going on, especially we're, we're so close to March Madness. We're going to talk a lot of a lot of basketball moving forward. Uh, yeah. You know, it's going to it's going to keep us preoccupied. Why our our mind's going to be on April and what the Browns and Bengals are going to do, and uh, maybe a little spring training game with Ohio State football, which we're yeah. absolutely going to be a stack about moving forward. But uh, you know, a, a lot to cover. This fall is going to be big. The summer is going to be awesome. Uh, can't wait to be back next week. All right, guys, that's been Ohio Sports Talk. Thank you to everybody who commented, who watched, who listened, who's hitting us up on YouTube, all that stuff. You're helping us out big time. We want to be the best show on Variety Sports Network, and that's our goal. So thank you to everybody, and we will stay active on the Twitter scene. Until next Monday, guys, this has been Ohio Sports Talk. Thank you.